Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane Communications' podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Honeydare Bryan, and I'm an editor with Crane Communications. Today, we're talking about what small businesses should do if they were lucky enough to get Paycheck Protection Program funds from the federal government. There are a lot of businesses trying to figure out if they got the money, what they can actually do with it. So we're going to talk to a tax lawyer who advises businesses fitting into this category. And for those small businesses who are still hoping to get Paycheck Protection Program loans from the second round of funding, we're going to head to New York City and talk to a Cranes reporter who found one small bank with an incredible success rate at getting businesses this money. Bill Smith is the managing director of CBiz MHM's National Tax Office in the Washington, D.C. area. The tax provider works with a thousand businesses who are told that funding from the Paycheck Protection Program is on its way. Bill, it's great to have you on our show. Christine, it's a pleasure to be here. So please take me through what small businesses should know if they actually got approved. What do they need? What's the first thing they need if they got a Paycheck Protection Program loan? The first thing you need to do is figure out what you need to do to get as much as possible of that loan forgiven. So in order to do that, you have to prove to your bank and you will go to the same bank for forgiveness that you got the loan from that you used 75% or more of the money you got for payroll purposes and not more than 25% for the other eligible expenses like mortgage, rent, utilities, and health insurance. So how do you prove that to your bank? Well, of course, the best way to do it is to set up an accounting system, if you don't already have one, that shows where that money went. We're also recommending that you set up a separate bank account, especially if you're a small business and you only have one business bank account, because money, of course, is fungible. And if you stick the triple P loan proceeds into your normal bank account, how do you tell which money went to payroll versus other expenses that might not be eligible? If you have a separate bank account to disburse the triple P proceeds from, you can prove easily to your bank what you paid and therefore get that amount forgiven. So every small business we talk to now that got the loan proceeds already is highly focused on making sure they get as much as possible of that loan forgiven. Wonderful. Now, going back to what you had said about kind of making sure you track your books. So if you have a bookkeeping system, what else should you do? Or if you don't have a bookkeeping system, what kind of documentation should you have um, to support your um, loan? Well, obviously, a good bookkeeping system is going to be the best, but you can do it by things like your bills and your checks. Going back to the simplest way we would prove anything, for instance, in an IRS audit. The problem is because so much of it has to go to payroll, it's easy to track if you have employees, but if you're self-employed, if you're a Schedule C, an independent contractor, and you're paying yourself, you want to make sure that you can track that money to the triple P loan. What about as a small business owner, if I'm kind of paying myself here and there, should I do that or should, 
How should I approach payment to myself at a time like this? We absolutely recommend that you pay yourself on a regular basis the amounts that you use to get the loan. So if you are self-employed, for instance, you're using your 2019 Schedule C to get the amount of the loan. So you would have a yearly amount of payments and expenses. You divide that by 52 and then take, uh, or you divide it by 12 to get a monthly amount and then multiply that by two and a half to get your payroll funding, the total amount of your loan. So now you've already done that calculation. By all means, pay yourself on those regular intervals using that amount. So you have your monthly amount. If you wanna pay yourself twice a month, pay your, yourself half of that monthly amount twice a month. Don't just dig in, don't use the money to buy groceries and say, well, that was payroll expense because I had to use that to buy my groceries. Pay yourself a paycheck and then put that in your personal account and pay your expenses as you normally would. That's really helpful. Now, what about this 75% payroll issue? Um, if I am a small business owner and I can't make the 75%, which I'm hearing from a lot of small businesses I'm talking to, what do I do and what do I worry about or not worry about going forward? I guess the good news is that the SBA has made it clear that if you don't meet the 75% payroll mark, you still get a proportionate amount of the loan forgiven. And it can be difficult. If you do the math, it can be very difficult to hit that full 75% mark. So here's what we're advising all businesses who are worried about that. First, we expect to have much better guidance come out from the SBA. We're just in the first week or so of the eight week period that we're talking about in terms of measuring the payroll that uh, you use to get forgiveness. So we still have some time. We expect the SBA and the IRS to come out with guidance on how we're going to treat that 75% mark. So the first thing is, yes, be worried. The second bit of advice is don't worry too much right now. Just pay yourself, like we said we were talking about, if you have employees, pay them the same way you were paying them before. If you're paying yourself, pay it from a separate bank account and we'll get guidance to see how we can meet that mark. Bill Smith with CBiz MHM's National Tax Office. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot. Thanks, Christine. So you didn't get a Paycheck Protection Program loan the first time around, but some small businesses aren't giving up hope. They're just trying to find a new lender to help them. Aaron Elstein is a senior reporter with Cranes New York Business. He recently spent some time profiling a small bank that got 99% of its borrowers Paycheck Protection loans. Aaron, it's great to have you and hear about what you learned in your story. Well, thank you very much, Christine. Yeah, the bank that I wrote about is called Piermont Bank, and you've probably never heard of it. Uh, this bank has only been around about a year. Its first year anniversary will be in July. But this bank is run by people with lots of experience in, in the banking system. It's very, very small, and they're very good at what they do, apparently, when it comes to PPP loans, because 99% of the people who ask them got them. And I haven't found any bank anywhere that's done anything like that. 
can you kind of just take me through why was Piermont able to do this when no other bank seems to be able to do this? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Piermont is small, so it doesn't have that many customers yet. And so it can pay more attention to, to each customer. I don't know exactly how many they have, but when I saw the number of loans on their book, it was about 100. So this is a very small bank just getting started, and they can pay attention to all 100 loans. They have 25 people. It's not a hard thing for them to do. Um, Chase has hundreds of thousands of loans. Wells Fargo has hundreds of thousands of loans, and they probably have hundreds of thousands of customers asking them for these triple P loans. So Chase and Wells Fargo or Bank of America or anybody like that may have very good intentions here, but they just can't get to everybody. They just don't have the people to do that. On top of it all, if you're Chase or Bank of America, you're going to make sure that your biggest customers get taken care of first. Why would you do that? Well, your big customers are your best customers and your big customers are going to be asking for big loans. And one thing that the banks get is a percentage, about 1% of whatever loan they write under the Triple P program. So there are all these incentives in place for the big banks to treat their best customers, their biggest customers, the best. And that, as far as we can tell, is what they're doing. So if you're a small business owner trying to get Chase on the phone, you know how difficult that is. An alternative is to try to find somebody like Piermont or any of the other small banks. There are thousands of these, literally, all over the country. Get a hold of them. See if, they'll, see if they can help you out. The, the limitation is, is that these small banks are small. They don't have that many people. But the, the good news is, is if you can get one of them on the phone, they are probably going to be more inclined to help you and get you through the hoops you need to get the SBA loan. You got some great data on how successful these smaller banks were with the Paycheck Protection Program. What did you find? So small banks, and we're talking about very small banks, banks with less than a billion in assets, have 6% of the, of the loans, 6% of the assets in the nation's banking system. 6% of the business is a way to think about it. They have gotten 20% of the SBA loans. They are punching way above their weight. Why are they so successful? Part of it is that a lot of small banks um, get started by doing uh, SBA loans. That's a good way for a, for a new bank to get started because the S in SBA loans, the government takes a lot of the risk. Um, and small businesses, as we know, often fail. So a good way for a small bank to, to get going is to do as much SBA lending as they, as they can do. And some of those businesses will grow into big businesses and the bank will grow with them. That's a big part of why small banks are doing better with the SBA. They just have more experience dealing with the SBA than you know, some of the bigger players do. Wonderful, thank you. This is Aaron Elstein with Cranes New York Business. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Hani Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story tips, please email me at C-D-A-R-E-B-R-Y-A-N at C-R-A-I-N-S-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K.com. We're going to be coming to you each week with more advice on how small businesses can survive and thrive in this pandemic. Have a great week.